Hi everyone, and welcome to the Empowering Dietitians podcast, where each week I dive into a specific topic to help you feel more confident and connected to your work as a dietitian. This week, I'm wrapping up the month of June with a brief chat about some of the stuff I've been thinking about lately, along with what I'm going to be focusing on in July. First of all, is it really possible that June is already over? There is a lot in this episode, so join me in this reflection, and let's all kick off the new month feeling focused, aligned, and confident. Now, last month's Roundup episode was all about sustainable self-care. I've been really busy, busier than even I anticipated being with all of the new responsibilities on my plate between school and uh, the business and everything else. Um, And my capacity to take everything on is dramatically reduced these days. So I knew last month that I needed to change my approach to self-care if I wanted to maintain my mental health with everything else going on. And so I decided that that would be my focus for June. So I entered this month thinking a lot about what I needed to do in order to make things easier for myself. That's the thing about me. I am a classic doer. I am an action taker. I am not patient when I know that something needs to change. I want to move. I want to take action. I want to um, be actively working on things. Now, because of this, sometimes I move too fast and I fumble. And that has happened a lot this month. You know how sometimes you know things logically, and if a friend or a client were to ask you for advice, you would give them the logical answer. But when you're in the thick of it, you can't see it or implement it. I teach dietitians every day to do less, to slow down. I teach my intuitive eating clients to be patient and to sit with discomfort. And here I am in June, impatiently bumbling around with untamed energy, like trying to act on every single idea and problem that comes my way. Now, I did do a few things in June to slow down and take responsibilities off of my plate, and I'm going to share a few of them to hopefully inspire you if you're feeling in a similar boat. Um, One of the things was that I didn't do a photo shoot for Instagram for my June content. Uh, I'm reusing photos and using Canva to kind of edit them and shift them around a little bit. And this has been a huge help. I actually really hate doing the photo shoots. They take up a lot of time. The light in my house is not great. Um, So this has been a big um, alleviation of stress for me. I also stopped posting on my new intuitive eating account, um, Dessert Without Guilt. I started it in May and then promptly stopped it in June. I am so tempted to jump back into it. I really don't like feeling like a quitter. I know that a lot of perfectionist dietitians out there can relate to that. Um, But it was honestly too much. Looking back, I, I wouldn't have chosen to start it the same month that I was also starting grad school and starting this podcast. Um, and so if you follow me on that account, I'm, I'm hoping to be back before the end of the summer because it is still a longer term goal of mine. But for now, I need to focus on my fellow dietitians and what I've already built and the relationships I've already nurtured on empowering dietitians. Um, and then the one of the other things that I did was I really got my finances in order and hired a, or am in the process of looking for and hiring a virtual assistant. 
which I haven't had in a while. I used to have one and I stopped for a little bit and I'm looking to outsource so that someone else can help me with posting on Instagram, which is something I've been transparent about in the, in the past. Uh, we don't have to do everything ourselves. But mostly, despite all of these things, I'm still doing too much. And I'm focusing on what I can do less of specifically so that I have time to do more of other more important things. See, if, if all I'm doing is replacing less important tasks with more important tasks, sure, I might be more productive and focused, but I'm not going to be less stressed or less busy. I'll just be busy with more relevant tasks. And that's exactly what happened this month. So even before I experienced this month though, I knew that this happens. If you came to me with these identical concerns and stress levels as a dietitian, I would tell you that in a heartbeat. But it's really hard to see it for yourself. That's why having someone else, a coach, a supervisor, or a therapist on the outside looking in is so important. We need someone else sometimes, um, or a ton, a ton of self-reflection and self-awareness in order to understand that um, when you get caught up in it like I did, doing less is not the same as simply being. And that's what I'm really focusing on this month or going into July. I'm focusing on the difference between doing versus being. And I wanna know if this is something that you've thought about before. Again, if I try to solve my stress levels by doing less of the unimportant stuff in order to have more time for the more important stuff, I'm still focusing on doing. I need, and I would argue that we all need, to actually be focusing not on doing, but on being. Being often feels unproductive. Um, and that can be really hard for type A perfectionist dietitians, especially when we are so ambitious. Um, now, this is something, the art of being, that I got really good at when I was single a few years back. And I was really in the heart of healing my perfectionism and understanding how my perfectionism was negatively impacting my life. Um, you know, I really slowed down. I incorporated a lot of things like journaling and meditation and alone time for decompression. Um, I didn't overstructure my day. And so I had all of these really strong practices, but then after moving into my boyfriend Justin's house in November, I, I've naturally lost it a little bit. When we have those big transitions in our lives, when um, our housing situation changes, when our relationship status changes, it's going to naturally change how we approach our stress and how we structure our days. And this will in turn impact our professional lives. And so, you know, since November, I've been feeling it call to me uh, more and more over time, this need to be more instead of do. Um, and so now it's, it's high time that I start to listen. Now, like I said before, being looks unproductive. It looks boring and peaceful all at once. Being feels uncomfortable and impossible at first. 
I totally get it. Um, I know so many of the dietitians I work with have such a hard time with unstructured, unproductive, quiet time. We feel like we have to fill our moments with, with action. And yet over time, being, the art of just being is indispensable. So being is going to look different for every single person, but if you're new to this concept, I'm gonna give you a little bit of an idea of what being has looked like in the past for me and what I am attempting to cultivate with it moving forwards. So for me, being could look like getting ready for bed early and then having time to read before I just fall asleep. And specifically, um, I recently put down a book that I was reading. It was a business motivational book that like every dietitian was raving about, but I hated it. I, I couldn't get into it. I felt frustrated by the message. It just wasn't resonating with me and the perfectionist in me and especially like the business minded, ambitious perfectionist in me would want to finish that book because I would think, well, if everyone else is raving about it, maybe I just haven't gotten to the right part yet, or I should finish it because I started it because I'm not a quitter, um, and, and all of these stories that I would tell myself. But at the end of the day, I was taking the very last part of my night right before I fell asleep, and I was unhappy, and I wasn't fulfilled, and it wasn't teaching me anything. I wasn't taking anything from it. So instead, I picked up a novel that I can get lost in, a nice story and I always um, I recommend doing this if you're not the kind of person that reads multiple books at the same time which I am not I focus on one at a time um, I often alter uh, I recommend that my dietitians alternate between a kind of professional development book and a pleasure book um, so that you're not constantly thinking about and processing nutrition or health related topics. So I put my business book down, I picked up a novel that I have been absolutely loving, um, and I just ordered two fantastic, uh, more nutrition related books in the mail that I am excited to pick up afterwards. Um, but I'm going to make sure that I keep in mind that the end of my day, I want to make sure that I am ending it on a positive note, ending it on an inspired note and feeling good about what I'm consuming. So that's one thing. Another thing that I'm focusing on in order to be more instead of doing all the time is getting rid of my scrolling. Now, to be fair, I'm, I'm not a big scroller on social media to begin with, but especially the first week of June being devoted to amplifying melanated voices, it really made me take a more intentional look at my social media feed and how those posts made me feel. So I am cultivating and curating my social media feeds to make me feel inspired and to um, make me excited to show me diverse perspectives. And I am also making sure to take time off of them. I think that's something that over the pandemic I have gotten worse at is I used to have really firm boundaries about when I went on social media and when I didn't so that it didn't kind of commandeer my day but with the pandemic um, my like boundaries have loosened up a little bit and it's time for me to get back into it because I know that I am more at peace when I'm able to do that and to take a break 
Um, I'm also really trying to wake up without an alarm, even if that means that I need to sleep a little bit longer. Um, and I'm setting very hard limits on my work days. This is something that is new for me. Um, so I always took Fridays off. If you've followed me on Instagram, you'll know that Fridays are my me days. It's something that I started about a year ago. And um, I've really come to look forward to them. So typically after I finish work for the day, but I set a pretty good limit of about 5 p.m. onwards. There is nothing productive that happens. To be perfectly honest, it's honest. It's either usually um, a Netflix night or I go back to my nerdy childhood and launch um, The Sims on my computer and just unplug with that. Um, I don't know if anyone out there has those childhood memories, but it's, it's really comforting and nostalgic to turn back to something that has absolutely nothing to do with nutrition, absolutely nothing to do with being productive or looking at my to-do list. Um, and so I've, I've been doing that for about a year and that's been great, but now that I have more on my plate, I need more downtime. And so I'm also setting harder limits on other days of the week. So I've decided that when I am working my full-time job, which is going to be an eight-hour day, I'm going to cap my total productive time at 12 hours. So um, I, it kind of keeps me from coming home from work at my day job and working for just another eight hours on end. And then on my days that I'm off from my full-time job, I'm capping my productive time at eight hours. So I'm basically giving my, my business an eight-hour workday on those days. Um, and I'm finding that to be very, very helpful as well. It gives me a little bit more time in the evenings to decompress. Um, and then some of the other things that I am getting back into in order to focus more on being rather than doing would be getting back into my daily meditation, which was a, a big part of my life prior to moving into Justin's house. But of course, our change in lives and dynamics and everything has gotten in the way of it a bit. So I'm excited to get back to that. And I'm also really looking to rediscover yoga. That was something that I stopped doing because I, uh, was looking for a different studio and then decided that I wasn't going to do a studio and all of these these things that I can use as excuses. But at the end of the day, even something as simple as a sun salutation at the end of my day is so therapeutic and so wonderful and time for me to just unplug and be. And then lastly, I'm really focusing on listening, sitting back, not talking, except on this podcast, and listening more. And I really want to know those are just some of the examples of how I'm focusing more on being and what it looks like in my life or what I hope for it to look like in my life moving forward into July. And I want to know what does being look like for you? What does it feel like? Are you spending enough time simply being with yourself or with loved ones or even with clients? You know, not every second of our days needs to be filled with action. Not every second of our counseling sessions needs to be filled with words and actions or advice. In fact, I'd argue that we're better off when they're not. There's a really important uh, therapeutic uh, concept for both ourselves and for our clients of, of being able to sit in the silence and just be and a lot of times you'll find that you come to your own answers or your clients come to their own answers when we give ourselves space to just listen. And 
there's one last way that doing versus being has been on my mind this past month. And I really want to want to share that with you to end out our episode today. Um, a lot of you are reflecting on racism and privilege right now. And if you are a fellow white dietitian, there are a lot of messages out there that oscillate between the importance of listening and learning, or in other words, being, versus taking action, or we could think of that as doing. And although I, I thought a lot of what I was focusing on in my unlearning over this past month and, and even prior to this was about being, like listening and reading and consuming and learning, I realized as the month went on that I was actually focusing on more undoing than I would care to admit. Um, I wanted, for example, to bring more diverse guests onto this podcast. Um, that's something that's been a goal of mine from the very beginning. Um, and I wanted to actively spark conversations on the subject of race and privilege with other white folks around me. Um, I wanted to participate in roundtables and petitions and discussions and not just sit back and listen, but really participate. And so I would read a little bit and I would listen a little bit and then I'd get so fired up about all of it that I wanted to do something about it, right? Because that's the perfectionist, that's the action taker in me coming out. That's my impatience with just being. I wanted to take everything and take action. And suddenly, without even realizing it, I wasn't being so much as I was doing. And I was wrong. But I learned a great deal about myself and the work that I have yet to do on myself and my unlearning in the process. A really great example of this um, that I'll share is after I participated in Stephanie Carter's roundtable uh, discussion on anti-racism and diversity within the field of dietetics, she sent out a Google document of the notes and invited others to share their feedback, answers, and questions, things like that. I spoke to her in direct messages and she invited me to look it over, so I did, and I started to make notes. And it dawned on me after a few minutes that if I kept up, this document was going to be like 90% notes by me. Um, and it, it wasn't something I really intended. It was just, I was so passionate and I have so many thoughts spiraling around in my head that I was sharing them. I thought that I was helping, but it became very clear to me that if I continued at that rate, I wouldn't be helping at all. I would actually be doing more harm than good. So I stopped. I messaged her instead and said that it, I hadn't wanted to take over the full document, but if there were specific areas that she was looking for help or input with, I would be happy to assist. And therefore, I kind of deferred the leadership back to her since she was the one that was doing all of this and, and putting all of the effort in. Um, and it's, it's not my privileged voice that needs to shine through as the primary voice of this movement. Now, Cultivating a more diverse and inclusive and welcoming field is at the heart of what I believe in. And part of that is going to involve taking action, not only listening and learning, um, but I'm committing to continually reflecting on my ratio of being versus doing and adjusting as necessary because being right now, especially given the privilege that I walk through life with, has to take precedence. So I'm committing this month to, and moving forward, of course, to being wrong 
um, and to getting the ratio wrong and acknowledging when I'm wrong so that I can learn how to be better, not just how to do better in the process. And that means that I'm going to defer to others a lot. I'm going to share resources as much as I can and promote the accomplishments and creations of others. I'll also take some action to allow me to be better. Um, I started, for example, with ordering Fearing the Black Body to read and to listen, to learn and to unlearn. And I thought, um, if you wanted to read it with me, you're more than welcome to grab a copy for yourself and then connect with me on Instagram at empoweringdietitians or empowering.dietitians and let me know that you're going to be reading it too. Um, but I have to say that I'm not going to be organizing a formal like book club because there are others out there that are doing it already. Um, in fact, if you like the idea of having reading buddies to support you as you unpack your white privilege, I really highly recommend seeing if you can still grab a spot in Christine Diane's Cultural Diversity Book Club. It starts July 1st, which is really soon um, to when this episode is going to be aired, um, but it offers 15 CEUs and will cover three different books on anti-racism and white privilege, um, also paired with Zoom support calls to really unpack what you're reading. Fearing the Black Body isn't on the reading list, uh, but the books that are on the list are some of the top recommended books in this area. So I, I definitely highly recommend it to you if that's something that you're interested in. And don't forget to also let me know what you're going to be focusing on in July. Could you also use more being and less doing in your life? Or maybe there's something else that you're working on. I highly recommend that you take some time as we're closing out June and, and walking into July to reflect on this and reflect on where in your life you could uh, be focusing or shifting your focus to be aligning more with your core values and your goals as a dietitian. And I have to say, this has been an intense month. I think we've got some intense months, hopefully some intense months of learning and unlearning and action and being ahead of us. And I can't wait to hear what you want to focus on. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast. If you resonated with what you heard on today's episode and enjoy the podcast overall, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. Your feedback helps this podcast reach more dietitians who need to hear these messages. And apparently in the podcast world, ratings and reviews are actually really important. And then if you are looking for more one-on-one -on -one support in your journey as a dietitian, I want to invite you to apply to my Empowering Dietitians one-on-one -on -one supervision program, where I guide dietitians just like you to reconnect with your purpose and passion, overcome stress, anxiety, and perfectionism, and confidently start standing up for yourself and your beliefs all so that you can truly make a bigger difference in your clients' lives and design your dream life as a dietitian. To learn more, head to www.empoweringdietitians.com supervision.